What is up, everybody? This is episode six of the Three and D podcast, a Grizzly Bear Blues podcast. I'm Mark King. I'm Joseph Walter. And we got a great show for you guys. We got a lot of things coming up. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant news. We're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. We've got a lot of Grizzlies talk. We're going to talk roster. We're going to talk Robert Para. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk this thing with Chris Wallace canceling interviews. We got a lots of stuff coming up, but uh, there's lots of ways to find us. Uh, subscribe in our iTunes feed, download, listen. Uh, if you can't find it there, you can go to grizzlybearblues.com. We'll post the episodes there as well. It's on the Grizzly Bear Blues uh, podcast feed as well. So there's there's plenty of places to find us. There's no excuse for not downloading. Listen, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, I'm at King underscore producer. I am at J.R. Walter 4. So find us on Twitter. Talk to us. Send us your questions for the next episode, and we'll get them, we'll get them answered. Let's get, to, let's get to what we always do first. Let's, we always do general NBA news first. So if you're new to the podcast, we do NBA news first. So if you just want to hear Grizz's talk, skip ahead about 10 minutes, and you'll get that. So let's talk Kevin Durant. And this, this is like <laughs> – uh, I'm not – this is the weirdest thing I've – it's just, it's a weird – like story situation, I don't even know what it. I don't even know how to approach it. You you, you talk about Kevin Durant because <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. So we uh, I've literally been I've been giggling like literally giggling about this for the last couple of days. If this is one of the more absurd stories that's come out in a while, if I mean you're you're Kevin Durant, you know, um, you're arguably one of the top two, three, definitely top five, you know, basketball players in the world, I would argue top two. Um, and you're having to create – you're not having to. You're wanting to create fake Twitter accounts just so you can talk crap back to people who mention you on Twitter. And what? You're you're a millionaire. People pay you millions of dollars to play basketball. You get paid millions of dollars to rep Nike who cares what Bob Schumacher says in Cleveland, Ohio about you? Who cares? First of all, for those of, for those of you that don't know and have been living under a rock for the last week, Kevin Durant, uh, not, it was allegedly. Now he, conf- he confirmed it the other confirmed. day. He confirmed. confirmed. He has created multiple Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts to, to uh, argue with people like you and me. Uh, that in 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 his world shouldn't even matter. And by the way, Bob Shoemaker is a real dude, and he's an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I hope I bet there's one that leaves there, lives in Cleveland. There probably is, but like like you said, like this is so bizarre. I mean, first of all, my question to him is like, or just in general, is you have that much time on your like? How do you find the time to? Be doing that. And I know it's probably not him every time. It's probably someone that manages his social media for him. But it, it to all like by no, all I think ac- it was him. By all accounts, yeah. It, I mean, it seems to be him. So that like that's the weirdest, just the weirdest thing ever. Like, I, how do you in any NBA season find time to argue with people who, you know, like I'm not saying they don't matter, but they don't matter. Like it's insignificant that you feel like you're so insecure about your legacy and and who you are and the way you play and what people think that you have to go on social media and defend yourself just it just makes zero sense to me why that even is even important to you or even matters in the grand scheme of things like i said you're kevin durant you're a millionaire who cares 
And then the way you get caught is by you tweet about how all you had was Russell Westbrook and that you hated playing for Billy Donovan and the rest of the team was trash on your own personal Twitter account. Right. The way you get caught is being a moron. That's how you get caught. Like, just not even – like, uh, to give Kevin Durant a little bit of credit, I run, like, uh, several uh, Twitter accounts. And it is – it is difficult sometimes to know with the little circle that you need to switch accounts. Sometimes you get caught up, you know, so I will give him that much. But still, like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't even, I don't even know anymore. And like, like we mentioned that he did apologize. So let's, let's play his, let's play his apology because it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I would say kudos to him. He didn't, he didn't play the hack card. He didn't. Yeah, I figured. I figured we were gonna get the hacked card right away. I'll tell you the one thing: if this would have been a story about LeBron James, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah." I, I'm not surprised whatsoever. And then LeBron would have come out with hacked for sure. But, you think so? LeBron would have been hacked. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's and a I'm, fun game. We need to figure out which NBA players would have been hacked, would have blended on somebody else. I would have taken up for it. Like would have just said, "Okay, let's play let's play Kevin Durant's audio and then we'll we'll get to that." Yeah, yeah. Uh and uh the thing is, you've never been afraid to clap back, right? You yeah. say what's on your mind, yeah. you get it out there. You know, critics can f-word themselves, right? Yeah. And uh there are these accusations that you're creating other fake Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts to defend yourself. What just what happened? What's going on? I do have another Instagram account, but that's just for my friends and family. So I wouldn't say I was using that to clap back at anybody. But I use Twitter to engage with the fans. I think it's a great way to engage with, you know, basketball fans. But I happen to take it a little too far. And that's what happens sometimes when I get into these basketball debates or, you know, what I really love is just to play basketball. I went a little too far. And I don't regret clapping back at anybody or talking to my fans on Twitter. I do regret um, using my former coach's name and that former organization that I played for. That was childish. That was uh, idiotic. All those type of words, I regret doing that, and I apologize to him for doing that. So that's Kevin Durant. He apologized. He called it childish. So at least props to him for owning up to the mistake and uh, you know, and moving on. Like he didn't, he didn't get hacked. He didn't blame it. He didn't blame it on an assistant. He just took up for it. So let's let's play a quick game of of who who does what. I'm gonna give you an NBA player, and you tell me which of the three he does. You ready? So it's, it's it's hacked. You get hacked. You blame it on an assistant, or you just take up you own, you own it. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Chris Paul. Blame it on an assistant. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I don't. Think why would ever ever do this? This, but this is a situation that he doesn't. Um, Forget about. If I'm you going would. with apology. LeBron James. Oh, hacked the hacked hacked hacked. Blake Griffin hacked. Or Mike, no, he'd probably punch an assistant. <laughs> and Mike then they'd Con- hack his account. Mike Conley. Um, I would say apology. And last one for the hometown fans, Chandler Parsons. His would probably be that, like, the girl he was wit- hooking up with that week took So his, his is totally different. So blame, is totally it different. On, <laughs> blame it on Blondie as well. Blame it on the girl he's sleeping with. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. All right. So uh, that's interesting. Let's let's move on. Now that we've established that's the weirdest thing that we've seen all week, 
Um, the other other NBA news I have is this Kyrie Kyrie uh, Irving news, and he went on first take to defend himself for asking a trade. So let's. I want to start. I want to play just a like a couple sec or just like a minute of audio from this interview, um, and then we'll talk about it. Let me go someplace else. Did you speak to LeBron James or talk to LeBron James before you, before you and your representatives met with ownership and let them know that you wanted out? No. Why not? Why would I have to? I'm not saying, no, no, no. I'm not implying that you have to at all. Yeah. But he's the best player in the world. He's a superstar. He's considered the leader of the team. Your teammate, who you speak glowingly and very highly about. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to play there anymore, even though it was a personal decision, chances are, if you don't speak to somebody about it, they might take it personally. Yeah. Do you care about that at all? No. It's his future, his life. I just, Kyrie. So that's a, like a, a small segment of the interview with us, Kyrie uh, Irving. And, and if you have time, please go. I, 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 he was on ESPN's first take, and it was, uh, it was a weird interview. I mean, like there was a lot of things that he didn't say. They were asking questions, and it was just a lot of, a lot of words came out of his mouth, but not a whole lot of sentences made sense. Um, and my thing is, I want to ask, I wanted you to get your thought. Like, what do you? First of all, do you think he had to go on first take? I don't know if they, he was asked or if they, he asked them. I don't know how it worked out. But do you think he needed to go on first take to defend himself? And do you think it was a good idea to go? Um, so so first off, I, I think it's very weird that he went on first take just to defend himself. Like, who? I don't know. what. It's the same thing. It, the, the same theory that I had with Kevin Durant. You're Kyrie Irving. What does it matter what people think of you? Go win a championship in Boston, and those people are going to love you forever, and it doesn't matter. Well, it, ma it, it, do it does matter. It, it matters in a sense that I would say he owes the fans anything, but that's how people think. People perceive NBA players or athletes as you owe us something because you're on our team. Now, I, I agree they don't owe anybody anything, but like that's how people perceive it and that they want justification. So I don't – whatever. I mean, Kyrie can. I just think it's. I think it's stupid that he went on first take to do this. But from you know me listening to it, you know, first of all, like he doesn't have to tell LeBron James anything. Do you think Kevin Durant was calling Russell Westbrook, telling him you know what he was going to do in the off season last year? I know this is a little different because he's asking for a trade, but Cleveland has been shopping Kyrie for two years now. Do you think that? You think that he like LeBron was calling? I mean, everybody knows LeBron pulls all the strings. Everybody knows that. So was LeBron talking to him about how you know they're looking to move him? Was was LeBron talking to him about all this stuff? I mean, obviously this relationship was broken, you know, at some point in time. And I I think that you know good for him to ask his way out. You know, to say that he wanted to leave if that if they wanted to shop him for two straight years. And he has no – he doesn't have to talk to LeBron James. He's Kyrie Irving. He deals with Kyrie Irving. He doesn't deal with LeBron James. And I, I just – I think it's stupid he went on and talked about it. But I don't – I really didn't mind any of the things that he said. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't think it matters. I don't think he should have done it. But at the end of the day, it is his future, his life, his <laughs> career. So if that's if, – if he wants to ultimately be in – uh, it, with Boston, or if he ultimately just wants to be away from LeBron and not playing LeBron's shadow, then 
you know, that's on him, you know, but because we all wouldn't sit out here and we certainly don't get that uh, kind of scrutiny. When we, we, I know it sounds trivial, but when we switch jobs for a better situation for our family or for ourselves, um, you know, we don't get that type of criticism, obviously, because we're just normal people and we're not in the spotlight. We're not NBA players. But, you know, it, it's the same theory. I mean, it is his, his career, his family. So, like, if he wants to demand a trade, then, then so be it. I, again, I don't. I agree with you. I don't understand the whole first take thing. I don't know if they asked him or if he asked them. Like you know, if he wanted to go on to defend or if they said, "Hey, will you just come on?" So that that will probably. I think that's a little bit. Knowing that is a little bit different, but I don't know if we we'll know that. I don't know if that's out there. Let, let let's move on to Grizzlies news. Um, our first piece of a little bit of just let's not spend a whole lot of time on this, but uh, promotional schedule for the Grizzlies came out. This is the schedule where they do all the giveaways and they announce what they're doing when. Um, two things that stand out: October 18th versus the New Orleans Pelicans. It's going to be grit and ground for grit and grind forever. Towel night to all the fans. Uh, this is this is Tony Allen's return game uh, opening night. And then January 19th versus Sacramento when uh, Zach Randolph comes to town. They're giving away a grit grind forever headband to uh, everybody. Our first 10,000 fans in attendance. Uh, thoughts on those two things? Do you think it's uh, appropriate? I mean, do you, do you like the idea? Good, bad? No. You don't? I don't no, like, like it. Maybe you just said no. I asked three questions. I I don't like that they're doing it. I think that... Wow, so you hate Tony Allen. Oh, That's my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to smack you. Um, I think that grit grind... The Memphis is... The Grizzlies are not grit grind anymore. If... Grit Grind was Tony Allen. Grit Grind was Zach Randolph. Those two players are both gone. And we're looking to change the culture. So let's stop using the same tagline that we've been using for the last six years. We're not Grit Grind anymore. We're not. I don't care what the we're, front office We're pace and space. Ooh, okay. Pace and space. Heard, huh? it, right, heard it right here on 3 Day Podcast. <laughs> um, but You're welcome, Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> We're not grit and grind anymore, so stop giving out grit and grind things. Let's come up with something new. Y'all traded, y'all got rid of grit and grind. You wanted your own, you know, you wanted to start fresh on culture. Let's start fresh on culture. I guess my, my, my thing is do you, do you think it's like it's, you know, honoring those players coming back to Memphis for the time they spent? Um, Right by the organization, or just kind of weird. I think it's weird. I don't like that we're doing this. I am about the Memphis Grizzlies and winning basketball games. I love Tony Allen. I love Zach Randolph. When Tony Allen comes in, I'm going to cheer him very loud when he gets announced. And every time he gets a steal, I'm going to be mad. Every time he makes a winning play for the Pelicans against the Grizzlies, I'm going to be upset. That I think that's fair. I think when I first saw that those those two items, I was I thought my first thought was, huh, that's weird because they're not on our team. So like I get it, like I I get it, I get why they're doing it, but I I just think it's really just you know like I don't know if you see a lot of other teams doing that for I, I just don't know I I don't know how I feel yeah I think it's uh, the first part of my first motion was it was kind of weird. I get why they're doing it, but it just I hate I'm I still hate that we're retiring fifty. Why? I hate it. Well that's the weirdest thing you've ever said on this podcast. That is the that that's stupid. Of course we should retire fifty. We're gonna um he's still in the league, Mark. What okay, all right. Let me rephrase that. So you're not mad that we were 
retiring it when he gets done. You're mad that it happened now. Yeah. All right. That's different. That's stupid. Who cares about that? You can be mad about that if you want. It still does. It still deserves to be in the rafters, whether it's now or ten years from now. I totally agree with you. But it it needs to be when he's out of the league, when he doesn't play for another team that comes in here and plays against the Grizzlies with his name up in the rafters. Hey, I, I'm I'm the as much as you're a Tony Allen fan, I'm a Zach Randolph fan, so I will say that you're wrong and I'm right. Oh, I don't think we should. I think that Tony's jersey should be up in the damn rafters too. But I don't know about that. He's every bit a part of this of the franchise. Then. Zach Randolph and was, but you and know what you know what you I don't think he's going to I don't think they are either and I think it'll make a lot of people mad but I think it's the right decision I I like that they're I I really do like that they're retiring his jersey it just doesn't make any sense to still do it when he's he just took more money to go play somebody else or we didn't we weren't gonna pay him anyway what I'm talking about all right so let's uh, anything else that sticks out to you on the I I mean the only thing that sticks out to me like, I think we. I'm looking at this right now. The Marcus All dollar, billion dollar strut figure. I don't know if I even care about that. Yeah, the what was that? The first game against the Clippers last year. I mean what? I mean it was cool. Yeah, it was I, cool. I, I don't know. I think something else that stands out to me is Chandler Parsons hat on March 9th for I'm, the first five thousand fans. Is that gonna be like a Kangol hat or a Fedora? I'm um, so here for Chandler Parsons hat <laughs> night. I'm what is so here? It's gotta be a Fedora or a Kangol hat or something like that, right? I hope so. Dude, I, I don't care what it is, I'm here for that. Um, I also like um, on January fifth the Jerry the King Lawler crown. I I do I do like that. I think that's very cool. It's different from the wrestling belt. Still wrestling night. I like that. Yes, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Last year, I, my favorite was the uh, the grandfather pepper grinder. Just that is pretty cool. I like that. Um, so let's move on. Uh, some other news. Some other stuff that, that came out this week. Um, these things kind of go hand in hand. So Robert Pera, there was a, a weird article. Um, we kind of over, I think everybody overreacted to it um, off the cuff. I think was it Monday came out that it was uh, by a company from called Citron Research. Um, if you haven't read it, go check it out. It's kind of um, I read it once, was confused. Read it again, was probably still confused. Um, it was a lot of stuff that I didn't understand. But uh, Robert, it was basically it was that it was calling Robert Pear out and Ubiquity Networks. Ubiquity Networks, more specifically, that Robert Pera runs as a fraud, and uh, they were misleading investors and uh, things like that. Um, I've seen some stuff that where that that article may or may not be correct. Uh, I've seen some stuff that uh, kind of doesn't say it's not our fraud, but says a lot of this just doesn't make sense. Um, and so I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I don't know whether we should be concerned or not concerned. Uh, then all of a sudden. Robert Pear gets literally never gets on Twitter, but the moment you call him a fraud, he will get on Twitter to defend himself and ask for questions, which he did. And we all promptly asked him questions. I asked him some probably questions that didn't matter about the front row camera, which I have. I still have questions. Robert Pear was like, you want to come on the 3MD podcast, Robert Pear, you're open to come on and discuss the front row camera with me and why it has so many lacking capabilities. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a whole different job. It's <laughs> a whole different job. So uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. Uh, did, did you did you end up reading the article? I I I, I guess it, I did. I mean, I read it, but I was I don't know if I read it. I read it, um, but 
I'm pretty sure I could read that article 50 times and not know what they're talking about. So, um, it's just, it's kind of a weird, you know, a strange situation. Um, I know, according to Forbes, uh, that Robert Perez's net worth took a hit Monday, falling from falling 248 million to 3.1 billion. So wait, falling from 248 billion? No, he he. He was three point one billion, oh. and he, his net worth took a two hundred and forty-eight million dollar hit. Gotcha. That's a better way to phrase that. So <laughs> I, I was just reading. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, two hundred forty-eight million dollars is a lot of dollars, but when it's well, that's you so got three point one billion in the yeah. back, then I think you're all right. It's a lot of dollars to me and you. Oh man. But it's not a lot of dollars to have someone, like you said, has billions. I, I, you know, like, I think it's probably, like, just, like, one of those proceed with caution type things. Like, um, I'm not – I don't really know what to make of it, but at the same time, it was very strange for someone to have written that and, you know, whether – you know, the, the company the, – the research company apparently has – you know, does have a track record for exposing people. But at the same time um, – I'm not sure if the, how much the, of the data is real. So, I, you know, I I think it's best we probably just leave it alone because I don't know if we, you and I are either um, capable enough or <laughs> understand it fully enough to really say definitively one way or the other what's going on. Um, but that, you know, that the only thing that is very odd about it is that this comes out a month before this upcoming kind of owner, uh, I would say battle, but this clause in the uh in the with the Grizzlies that Steve Kaplan and minority, minority owners have the right to uh purchase the Grizzlies uh, from the from uh Robert Paris. So, you know, I'm not sure, you know, how much of that is a coincidence to try to devalue what's going on. You know, I, I don't really know it, it seems kinda odd. I mean it could be a coincidence, but it just seems odd that comes out a month before this clause goes in effect, which is in October. So that that's very strange. Um Yeah, it, it's I, I really don't know what to make of it. It's um like we just said, I, I after reading it, I really just don't know what's going on and that it is so strange that this is coming out right now. So strange. So let's just move on. Since neither of us really even know what to say or probably uh, there are people way there are people way smarter than us that you could go and read and listen to that will can explain it better than we ever could. So don't so what I what I kind of have to say is, I know that neither one of us have have a many billion dollars, but if you own Wait, an you don't have a billion dollars, not not yet. Well, um, we're gonna have to end this relationship. <laughs> um, if you were Robert Para, put yourself in some Robert Para shoes. All right, got it. All I right. never talk to anybody. I never go on Twitter. Never come to any games. Right. Never talked to any Memphis media. What's I don't the dang point in owning an NBA team if you literally don't go to the games? You don't. There is no point. I'm sorry, but there is no point of owning a team if you're not gonna if you're gonna be the guy in the shadows. Who cares? Like if I'm owning a team, if I'm Robert Pear, okay, you told me I was Robert Pear. I'm Robert Pear. I'm going to be like, I would be at every game, front row yelling at as many refs as I could, and I would probably get a lot of fines, and I'm okay with that because I got a billion dollars, or more than a billion dollars. I'm okay with that. I mean, like... You have $3.1 I have $3.1 billion. I don't care. Like, 
you know, I mean, I, I'm as as round the team as much as I can without getting in the way of the coaching staff and like you know costing my team wins. Uh, that's me. Uh, you know, like some people may have their own way, but you, I just don't think you can look me in the eye and say yes. The way I am doing it, living in the shadows, owning the team from China, and never coming you know to any games is fun. That how's that fun? To any I can't I can't even imagine that. And isn't that why you own a team is to, to like hang out with the players? To buy like NBA friends, isn't that why you own the team? I mean, I it's probably it was a phenomenal investment as well. But for uh, I, I guess we'll talk about that here in a minute as well. So we, uh, <laughs> um, I just I don't know if I'm an owner. Like I'm Mark Cuban. I'm absolutely. I'm Mark Cuban on steroids. <laughs> yeah, like and he literally doesn't do. I mean, it, you thought a few years ago when he was, you know, doing the one-on-one thing with Tony Allen that never happened. Right. You know, it was all this stuff about how much he loves basketball and he has a basketball trainer and basketball, 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 except he owns an NBA team and doesn't ever come to the basketball. I guarantee if you are another pl- – like another, if you were, we were to ask someone that wasn't in Memphis who on the Memphis Grizzlies, like no one – I think like one out of ten people would know that. Well, nobody even knows what Ubiquity Networks is because he's – they make routers, and now they make a front row camera, which is supposed to be like a GoPro. You know, I'm not going to get into a tech review today, so let's let's just move on before I get angry. Uh, so you mentioned a, it's a bad investment. This Grizzlies supposedly lost forty million dollars last year, right? Which is on the surface seems terrible, um, but there are a lot of there are a couple good articles. Um, by different people, this article, the, the 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 article that came out was on ESPN about the Grizzlies losing forty million dollars. Um, but I want to say I don't have the article pulled up in front of me, but I want to say that it was said after revenue sharing, um, it went down. I'm not sure. I think that's before before the revenue sharing's got paid out. Um, right. How does a team lose forty million dollars? Um, according to Nielsen, the Grizzlies have the smallest uh, are the smallest market. Um, so they also, they have the smallest local, that, that re- deal actually got restructured. So there'll be the TV two, deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that, uh, you know, but we, we definitely, our salary was higher last year than it has been in a while, but I don't know. You know, I think this is another one of the topics that is probably smarter than we are. Again, there is a really good article um, on the commercial appeal that it kind of it goes into this uh, and explains it and, and in more detail than we probably could and kind of gives you the idea of why it may, you know, on the surface that may or may not be be true. Um, so it, it's by, I can't think it's by Chris Harrington. Yeah, Chris Harrington wrote it. And I promise you, Chris Harrington is uh, twice as smart as we are combined. So... <laughs> Uh, go over there, commercial player, read Chris Harrington's article. Um, he will do way better uh, explaining it than we ever could. Um, let's just move on to stuff that we actually, because I feel like the past three topics we said, we don't know what we're talking about. It's, so it was, don't. Well, it was, uh, they were all about money. They're all you, about money and economics. It's like, that's not. But that's we, not had, really to, we had to here. at least mention it. We do have, these are serious things that are going on with the Grizzlies. They are, they are, they are, we do have to mention it. And like I said, um, they're like stuff economics, just stuff. I'm 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 a video guy. If it was about video, I probably could I probably could figure it out. 
but I'm, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on to stuff that we do know. I'm gonna read you some names, and you tell me what the what they have in common. You ready? Are you ready? ready? I'm okay. ready. Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons, Mark Gasol, Brandon Wright, Ben McLemore, Troy Daniels, Tyreek Evans, James Ennis, Wade Baldwin, Mario Chalmers, Jarrell Martin, Deontay Davis, Andrew Harrison, Wayne Selden, Ronnie Gazogorak, Dylan Brooks, Ivan Rabin, Kobe Simmons. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, they're all 20 of them are on the training camp roster for the Grizzlies right now. That's correct. And who's missing? Um, the power forward we need. <laughs> no, as the as our site manager Joe Molnix tweeted out, what it is that the is not the power forward we wanted or the power forward we needed, but it's the one we got. So, so that was right, about Alvin Rabdo, which is yeah. probably say this it holds true for Michael Green too. <laughs> yeah. Like it it's like it it's evergreen tweet about <laughs> either one of those guys. Well right now he's Jamichael would be not the power forward we want. The power forward that we kind of need, at that this, we definitely at, need. At, right this, at this point, point. we had, you know a, a week before training camp. Yes, we need him. But the problem right now is you're allowed to take twenty twenty players, players yeah. into training camp, and we already have twenty players. So yeah, we were already going to have to make cuts to get down to fifteen. But we gonna, they're going to have to make a cut before they even get to training camp because you can't take twenty one. Um, the two two-way contracts count towards your training camp roster. So those two guys, 17 plus the uh, – yeah. We have 18 plus the two. And then with Jermichael Green, if I would assume they would come to some type of resolution before training camp starts, I would I, – I hope. But um, they're going to have to make a cut. I mean, who's your, who's your best guess that isn't on the team next week and in the training camp next week? Um – my guess is probably Jeremy Morgan. Um, is this who, Jeremy Morgan is not even on the list? I just read. Well, Jeremy Morgan is definitely still as I just read eighteen players. Jeremy Morgan makes nineteen. And Ivan does Ivan Rab on there? Yes. So Jeremy Morgan will make nineteen. Yeah, did you have Kobe Simmons and Vince Hunter? I had Kobe. I didn't have Vince Hunter. There you go. So that's twenty. That's twenty. So, <clears throat> so, so I, I would yeah, I would guess Jeremy Morgan as well. It's a, it's a non guaranteed contract. Yeah, it was a training camp invite anyway. So that's probably the the, the simple solution. So I don't think there's probably too much drama in that. It's uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be like we're going to come back to this pod next week and uh, Jamichael will have been signed and we'll have – And they'll have we'll, cut. We'll have cut. Wade Baldwin. I was, <laughs> I was about to say Wade Baldwin or like Wayne Selden. Let, 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 like if you – first of all, if you get cut instead of Jeremy Morgan – Yes, like you cut like a guaranteed contract. It's first of all, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna scream if we cut a guaranteed contract of any sort instead of a non-guaranteed before that happens. That just that that would just that's like the such a it's such a Grizzlies move. I'm just trying to prepare us both. Okay, I'm gonna be pre- so prepare for the worst when they cut Ivan Rab. Um, and and not even because I like Ivan Rab. I don't. For the record, I never thought we should have drafted him in the first place, but they gave up 
two second rounders to get him. So, right? And, and that's right, right? Two second rounders to get him. Yeah. And not, and not that that matters, but that's just, that's a, that's a Grizzlies thing to do. So, we're, you know, apparently agreed to a, a three year deal. Um, and so, what what's funny is that, is that first round picks are bound by this, you know, salary scale negotiated by the league and the union and the CBA. But second round picks are second round picks are free to negotiate any contract. Um, so I think is it just what is it like a, a minimum one year deal, right? Like vet minimum is the minimum. So it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a crazy thing to me that some second round picks can get paid more than first round picks. Uh, but well, I mean, I guess you could technically in theory. I don't think it would ever happen. But I mean, if you had a really good agent. I guess you could, um, but that money comes out of like your mid-level exception. It doesn't, you know what I mean. Um, so it's different than uh, first-round money. It is. It is weird the way it's laid out. You would think that second-round picks would have the same structure, pay scale, just be smaller. Um, and maybe that's something they would probably look at down in the future. I don't know, uh, but it's. Pro- I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of problems with the draft. Uh, we're not going to get into it tonight, but there are like a lot of problems with the NBA has this draft. I mean, it just for me, like personally, I would just I would just get uh, I would get rid of the draft, right? Get rid of the draft get altogether. Rid of, get rid of the draft altogether. Everybody be free agents. Go wherever you want. You just go wherever you want, right? Everybody's be a free agent. You just you come out of high school. I would I would eliminate the obvious, obvious one one and done drill too. You come out of high school. You pick wherever you want to go. You get paid as much money as you want because guess what? The market value would determine who's good and who's bad. I mean, I mean, it would it would be bad for the Grizzlies if that happened because be, it, you would never get a good player. It would be horrible for the Grizzlies if that. Would never get a good player, but I think that that well, is right, the best free market way to do it. Well, right now uh, we would probably have about as good a luck with the draft as we do with. And also, I say it'd be bad for the Grizzlies, but they don't. They can't draft to save their life. So it might not be that bad. Well, they can't sign free agents really either. You know what? Never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how the draft is structured. The Grizzlies won't benefit from it at all. <laughs> at all. Maybe oh. what the Grizzlies should do is they should have some type of system where uh, other teams get to pick for them. Like they have a dra- they have a pick every year. And that pick rotates for other pe- other teams to get the pick. Maybe like the Spurs, the Warriors, I don't know, just teams who are good at drafting, and they get to rotate to pick, you know, pick for you. That to pick someone good, they can't pick just some shitty guy to make you bad. But like they get to get they get to make your pick for you. That would that would solve like eighty percent of the Grizzlies' problems right there. I promise we would be a better team for it. Uh, <laughs> we need to come up. No some doubt we would. There's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. Absolutely, um, we were, we really got sidetracked there uh, talking about. This. I'm pretty sure that we have now talked about Chris Wallace's inability to draft in all every, six podcasts. Every every single episode, we have talked about the Grizzlies' inability to draft. It is a running theme in this show. I think it will continue for the season. It's a running theme. In the Grizzlies organization, I mean, it's that's it's it's, it's true. It's it's hard to talk. It's hard to ever like discuss something like that and not mention it because it's like it's a real thing. It is a real thing that's happened. They are terrible at it. They are not good. Like the front office is not good. It is not good. 
if anybody ever tells me that the front office of the Grizzlies is a good front office, I will laugh at them and tell them they are a dummy. Because you can't tell me what they have done in the past 12 years, decade, has any of it has been good. Any of it. Besides Mike Conley. That is it. Well, I'll give them Kyle Lowry, too. But, like, they still got rid of him. So, like, there's nothing you can tell me that would convince me otherwise. I'm, I'm positive that's true. They made a great free Tell me a- something. Give me, like, anything. Are you ready? Are yeah. you ready? They made a great free agent signing last year. Yeah. And then they cut him. God, you know what? They just, <laughs> just further proved my point. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's stop. Let's actually continue to talk about Chris Wallace now that you mention it. So this was the weirdest thing I saw, kind of, or one of the weird things. that ha- This was a weird week for the Grizzlies, period. Like, just a very strange week. We've said weird and strange a on lot, this. A lot tonight. Episode 6 is a strange one. It is. That's, That's very- the name of this, pod- <laughs> of this individual podcast. The strangest one. Um, so Ronald Taylor, the great beat writer uh, for the Grizzlies, tweeted that uh, Chris Wallace was scheduled to do an interview with him had it on the books for like a week, and then the Grizzlies PR called that day and canceled the interview because, quote, this is, uh, this is from Ronald Taylor, not from me, but he puts it in quotes as, he isn't prepared to talk about the offseason, referring to Chris Wallace. Um, Say that one more time for me. Okay, let me, let me, let me reset this up again. Okay, ready? Uh, general, manager Chris, general manager of the Grizzlies, Chris Wallace, going to do an interview. Has it scheduled for a week. PR cancels the day of because, quote, again, not my quote, Ron Artillery's quote, he isn't prepared to talk about the offseason. That is referring to general manager Chris Wallace, whose job is to manage the offseason. And it is pretty much the end of the offseason. So, huh, that's weird, right? <laughs> like, I don't even know what to make of that because that is your job is to talk about the Grizzlies' moves that they've It's not like... It's not one of those things where it's before the offseason. You can't talk about it because you can't talk about acquisitions that haven't happened. But, like, literally everything's happened. Well, not everything. Well, <laughs> I mean, not everything. For the, uh, This is the weirdest week ever, again. But how is, like, how is that possible? Um, how, are you, how are you not prepared to talk about the offseason at the end of the offseason? I'm wondering if, like, he's in – he's probably in, like, Italy somewhere – Drinking wine, eating pizza, and dreaming of European basketball. And the Grizzlies PR was like, eh, not today. Not today. Not, just, maybe next. Mm, we'll let you know. He's fine. He's fine. Right. He's, yeah, he's fine. He's good. He's good. He's, he's fine. fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> um, see, that just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to make of that. Like, that's one of those things that is seems to be kind of I don't know uh very just upfront it's not like I don't think he was going to ask him anything that was crazy like you know how is the Tyreek working out how is Ben McLemore healing from injury like has Mario Chalmers lost any weight right how are these things like I can envision all the questions that he's asking and I don't think there's anything that would be like well I'm not going to answer that and it's not like Chris Wallace actually answers any question anyway like oh he never he's the best I mean Chris Wallace for all his for all his credit is the best person at answering questions and never answering them. I think that's how he does a job. I'm just saying like the best. He like always kind of weasels his way out of it so when Para's like, well 
what when they were interviewing him, you know, like to keep his job a few years ago. It was oh, like, yeah. well, what happened with uh, this pick? And, and he like, just tell, said something. Yeah, and he was like, um, well, you know, the NBA, they won't allow me to talk about these kind of things right now. He's got real so, hot upside. He uh, <laughs> was a high school All-American. <laughs> and we know that he blew out his knee twice. And, it's a rehab and, and, uh, I, and we also know that he's great at everything except he can't shoot the ball. So Is he a shooting guard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. Um, uh, this, uh, this, again, I said it 400 times so far in the show. This is so weird. I'm going to switch it up. Ready? This is bizarre. Right? There you go. There's a new one. Um, that's, that's if – that's literally if, Mark, I called you and I said, hey, man, how is this project, one of a video project that you're working on, how's this project coming? And you coming back to me, your wife texting me <laughs> and saying, Mark isn't prepared to talk about this project right now. That's the greatest analogy of Chris Wallace ducking an interview I've ever heard. <laughs> that is literally the I mean, I know it's not one and the same, but it's one and the same. It's exactly the same. Mark, hey man, what uh how's it going with this project that we we we're working on and your wife texting me and being like, "Hey, um I'm sorry, but Mark isn't prepared to talk about this right now." <laughs> My on the on the due date. Yeah, exactly, right? The day the the morning of. Yeah. Um yeah. All right. So last two things, uh the other two things that happened or one of the other, the last thing that happened this week is Ivan Rab signed. Um we mentioned this earlier, not the powerful we wanted, but that's the one we got. Um Is he you know, healthy? Is he playing basketball right now? Does anybody yeah, know? That's a good question. Has he been in Memphis? I have no idea. The no, 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 I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Those are the answers. I have no clue. I mean, I, I haven't seen, I haven't really seen or heard anything since summer league, and then he wasn't healthy then. So he was, he was. I mean, I guess we'll know Tuesday, there, right? He was in Vegas. Yeah, he was. I know there. he didn't play, but he, he was, went home. I think he went home early, but he was there most of the time. But he just didn't play. And what shoulder injury, right? No, it's foot. A foot injury. Yep. So a big guy with a foot injury. So um, Okay, perfect. I'm glad we yeah, great. So you know, I guess I guess we'll find out Tuesday whether he's healthy. Um I don't really know if this is insignificant or you know, I I only think they did this. I mean, again, like the but you, you can you imagine the backlash after you draft this guy, you let him walk? Are you just like, "You know what? Never mind. We can't get a deal done with a second round pick we just gave up two second round picks for." I mean, I mean, that uh, that would, I mean, that's something the Grizzlies would do, but, like, it's almost like, hey, we signed this guy, but, yeah, because they drafted him, but you kind of have to at this point, right? Even though you have 35 players as it is. I don't really even know where Ivan Rab fits in. What, do We We don't even know what Ivan Rab is. No, I mean, f- for the most part, uh, I think he can score the ball, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I've watched all his draft express. Then, then you you should probably I, talk about him better. So, what Ivan Rab is, or what Ivan Rab was pre foot injury, Ivan Rab was is is a really good rebounder. Um, he's got a great, he's got a giant wingspan. He can finish at the rim with either hand. Um, of course, he can't shoot the ball. Um, so that's 
you know, he said gonna, he can't. Yeah, I don't. He well, does not. Fit, then he fits right in. I don't, he doesn't shoot the ball very well from one. I mean, he doesn't shoot it. He doesn't have a poor stroke, but doesn't shoot it at a high percentage. Um, so that's hopefully something that he can work on. But from from what I watched and you know all the highlights that I've seen, he looks like um, a, not quite the athlete that maybe a Deonta Davis is, but maybe with a little more with some actual motor to him and some drive to actually play basketball. So we drafted a player that we already have, kinda. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm glad that the Grizzlies did that. Um, again, I, I'm not really sure where Ivan Rab fits in in the grand scheme of thing. Um, obviously, it's not definitely not this year, um, and I'm not even sure where he does in the future. So, um, you know, time will only tell. And I know we, I know we keep saying like this is weird, like this is such a weird week, and this is such a weird Grizzlies thing. And we're kind of bagging on the front office this episode, and and I promise we won't do that every episode. We'll next week we'll start getting into actual uh, training camp stuff. But like this is just like one of the weirdest rosters just roster makeup and so many questions literally the week before training camp. Like think about this time last year. We knew what we had. We knew who was playing where, where we knew who was playing in the six, seven, eight spot. Like we knew everything that was going to happen. We just didn't know, you know, how Chandler Parsons was going to play. You know, there were a lot of question marks there. We should know how well people were going to gel that kind of thing. But this, this is a different level. This is like, we don't even know who's going to be on the final roster. And like, you look at you look at the the names that I read off earlier. Listen, you hear the names that I read off earlier, and like a lot of those people, like I mean, you could you could make a case for a lot of those guys. You know, you can make a case for uh, you know uh, James Ennis instead of Wayne Selden or Andrew Harrison instead of Wade Ball. You know, a lot of those guys you could see making the team. It's not like there's a clear cut like yes, these are yes, they're training camp training camp invites, but they have no business being on the team. Like they're gonna be cut, and they they don't have that. There are so many questions that that just don't have answers to, and I'm not sure we're going to get them by next week either. I'm not sure. I think this these are the 20 players we go into training camp with. Uh, I'm not sure when the what's going on with Jermichael, and right now I can't. I I can't. I mean, I don't. It's not like I know Chris Wallace personally or anything, but I can't tr- trust Chris Wallace to get a deal done. I can't. I, I literally, I think you about mean it, like a trade or for Jermichael? For Jermichael, okay, a yeah. Jermichael deal. I can't trust Chris Wallace to actually be like, well, right now, um, looks like we're either starting Brandon Wright or Deonta Davis or Vince Hunter or Ivan Rapp right at the power forward spot. And as far as just like, like I know, as I said, making a deal for someone else, like a trade, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter throw out that you know the trade idea. And let's be real honest: if a trade happens for any number of these players, I would be, I would be so surprised. I mean, it would blow me away. I mean, I think you're more you're you're looking at now. These are going to be cuts. They're just going to wave them and move on. Like I would be. I mean, I just don't understand why someone will trade for at this point Brandon Wright or you know. Jarrell Martin or Wade Baldwin, like what? What's the value there? Uh, there is uh, that I've seen not, none, but uh, or like why would you uh, make? Why would you want to make a trade if you know that I have somebody's going to cut, gonna be cut anyway? I have to waive those players in ten days. Yeah, and you could just pick them up off waivers. So another thing is, uh, you know, with we we think we've drafted poorly, 
And, you know, is it is it drafting or is it development? Is I, I think it's probably a bit of both. Is because I know that I've what I saw of Wade Baldwin in summer league. It looked like he had just graduated from Vanderbilt and was coming to play against not you know like out of college ball for the first time ever. That's right. what it looked like to me. I think it's a bit of both, you know. I think they, the, for the long time the Grizzlies had that knock uh, of this, of this, you know, Jaeger had the same thing. Wouldn't play young guys, you know. Lionel was a kind of, you know, wouldn't, you know. There was a long, long line of coaches that didn't want to play young guys and didn't want to put them time on the floor. But that was also because we had a lot of really good players and we were making the playoffs. And you know, you just—it's not a situation really. You put a lot of young guys out there, um, but I think you're right. I think it's a bit of both. I think the development is a big, big part of it. You know. Because um, there has been players that we've drafted that I think a lot of people thought, yeah, you know what, like that's not a bad pick. It's not the one I would have picked. Demare like, Carroll, right? Like you know, turned you know, into a player, right? That's, exactly. It's not a bad pick. It's not the one I would have wanted. But like, I think I see value there, and then it never pans out. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's probably both. I think I would lean more towards the bad drafting than the bad development. If, if me, like I would put it like seventy thirty. I'll 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 tend to agree with you, but I think that you know it's definitely something to to think about as well. When it, where I'm just throwing all this at right. Chris Wallace, but on the other hand, you know he has drafted some players that have been players in the league, just not with the Grizzlies. Correct. He has drafted players that are our actual NBA players. They just never have done anything for the Grizzlies, and that I think is the inherent problem. Uh, let let's let's kind of wrap things up. Um, the last thing on my notes, the Grizzly, uh, Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter account, we did a poll, um, and the poll was who will be the third leading scorer for the Grizzlies uh, this season. Um, just real quick, I know we obviously know Mike and Mark are going to be first, but um, what are your thoughts on who will be the third leading scorer? And hold on, I think we have options. Let me You, you go ahead and think it's going to be, and I'm going to give you the options next. All right, I think that it's it will either be – Tyreeky or Chandler? Yeah, options were Chandler Parsons, Wayne Selden, Tyreek, and then uh, the last one was other. I, I voted Chandler Parsons. I hope Chandler Parsons. And I hope. I think we all should hope for that because that means that Chandler Parsons will, will be playing with some type of uh, some type of drive and scoring the ball. Uh, well, the so next yeah. thing is it could be Mike Conley at 23 points a game, Mark Gasol at – 14 to 16 points a game, and then Chandler Parsons at seven. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it could it could be the third leading scorer, but it's like, you know, the, not as many points as you probably would hope for. Um so th- that's kind of our that's kind of our that's 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 episode six. Uh we do wanna we wanna end the note how we're gonna start ending the note every podcast that we do. Um and so eventually our podcast will become uh, twice a week podcast. Uh, when the Grizzlies start playing more, we're going to start releasing more pods. Um, but for the time being, we're going to be doing the funniest thing we've heard all week. And this is going to be anything. This is no limits at all. Obviously, it will be limits as uh, you know the stuff that you know makes sense for this pod. This is a family friendly show. But at the same time, uh, the funniest thing we've heard all week or seen all week, uh, we're gonna, we're going to play. And just kind of react to it, and then the best thing we've read all week. So we're going to pick out an article, that, you know, something that we think is good, not from us, uh, not from Grizzly or Blues, literally anywhere. Um, so I want to start with the best thing that 
we've read all week. And this is the article I mentioned earlier. It's by Chris Harrington. Or, no, excuse me. This is not the article I mentioned earlier. <laughs> Sorry. This is uh, by Kevin Light. It's on, Memphis, it's on the Memphis Flyer, uh, the Beyond the Arc. It's a really good piece. Um, it goes to the roster. It goes through uh, the new TV deal, like you mentioned earlier, Joe, and then the uh, the pair Kaplan buy sell agreement that we mentioned earlier as well. The the uh, buy sell clause that gets triggered in October. Uh, lots of really good stuff there. It's a really good piece. Uh, it's super informative. Kevin's a really good writer. So go in and check that out. Next thing, funniest thing we've heard all week. I'm gonna let you set this up. Man, what it, I feel like we've seen a lot of funny things this week. I'm gonna I, we're it's going to be. Uh, what let me let me look it up now it's going to be the uh apple cider vinegar the apple cider vinegar oh my gosh oh i can't my tell gosh. does there is there any f-bombs in this i can't remember yes there at is the end okay we'll at just bleep that out um this is <laughs> it came across my instagram feed a few nights ago i i'm pretty sure mark is a twitter guy i'm an instagram guy i have a twitter he has an instagram but so when he knows that whenever he gets a notification that I have sent him something. So I get this this uh, Instagram, and it is um, an African-American lady, and she's talking about trying out um, taking a shot of apple cider vinegar. I actually have a bunch of friends that, that do it every day. Um, and this video is hilarious. If you haven't seen the video, it, it helps to see it because – her facial expressions, and at one point she shakes the phone so hard that, I mean, it's brilliant. So do we, do we want to just tweet a link to this funniest thing we've seen all week? Or Absolutely. how do we want to do it? Do I think that we should play it and tweet a link to it. Okay. All right. Well, let me play this real quick. Uh, hold on. Good morning. <laughs> We're hitting on day three. Day three. Now, somebody has told me to try this. They told me apple cider vinegar. And some water. So, with that said, let's go. Now, I've heard... I'm pouring it up, y'all. <laughs> now, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard it's good for you. I've heard don't do it. <laughs> but, hey, we can try something. I'm sure one shot of this won't kill me, right? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, this smell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the f***? I think this should be in nobody's body. Here we go. <laughs> what the? <laughs> the end of it is her literally her just shaking the camera because she <laughs> it's so disgusting. Uh, we'll tweet a link out to it. It's really funny. Uh, you guys check it out. Uh, so that's the funniest thing we've heard all week, and we'll we'll continue to do that. Uh, every week. So if there's something that you find h particularly hilarious, uh, tweet to us and we will get it on the show. Uh, other than that, last thoughts? Do we have any? I mean, I feel like we've talked about a lot. I feel like I feel like we've said a lot and haven't really said a lot. Yeah, we talked. Um, we talked about three things we had no idea about. Um, yeah. And then we went off on Chris Wallace and for a little while. Um, but I think that, you know, everybody, there's, you know, there's plenty of ways to listen to the show. Uh, please subscribe, download, 
give us a listen. Um, shoot us any questions that you might have on Twitter about the Grizzlies. Um, we'd love to kind of start a segment answering questions. So yep. shoot us a uh, shoot us a question over on Twitter or to me on Instagram, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Follow us on Twitter at Three and D Pod. Follow me at King underscore Producer and Joe at, at JR Walter Four. That's right. We have said plenty of ways to subscribe, plenty of ways to download. If you don't mind, leave a leave a review on the iTunes store. It really helps the podcast. And uh, talk five to you guys. star reviews only. Five, Thank you. Yeah, five star reviews only. All others will. Can we delete reviews? I'm sure, we can figure something out. Yeah, we can. Figure, yeah, five star reviews are only. We'll delete them. <laughs> See you next week.